I know that I'm innocent. God knows I'm innocent. Travis knows I'm innocent. They just wanted to go on a walk, and I didn't think much of it. It's just a walk. We, the jury, duly impaneled and sworn, and the above entitled action upon our oaths do find the defendant as to count one first degree murder guilty. Comedies. In fact, I rather enjoy it, but I would like to do also dramatic parts too. Welcome back to Where They Lie. Today we will be discussing the Slenderman case. I am your host Haley and I'm joined by Izzy and Sam. Okay, we'll talk about the origins of Slenderman. So Slenderman originated from a creepy pasta competition for creating creepy paranormal images and for Photoshop editors to showcase their work. And if you don't know what Creepypasta is, it is a short fictional horror and scary story that is copied and pasted all over the internet. On June 8th, 2009, two pictures of a figure that was created and posted from the, from the imagination by the user of Eric Surge, but his real name was revealed to be Eric Knudsen. Eric had named the figure Slenderman. The first photo was of a group of teens, and behind them was a tall, thin figure with a white, with a white head that was wearing a black suit. The second picture had a, had a group of children smiling at the camera with one climbing a slide that had Slenderman in the back with a group of children around him, and the picture had a library seal in the corner of it. Anissa Wire and Morgan Dyser, both 12, had believed that Slenderman was real and became devoted fans to Slenderman. So devoted that they planned for six months to murder one of their best friends named Peyton Lautner, who was also 12. They were all from the small town of Waukesha of southern Wisconsin. Peyton had become friends with Morgan in fourth grade only because Peyton believed that Morgan seemed lonely. In sixth grade, Morgan became obsessed with Slenderman while Peyton thought it was weird. Peyton said, it frightened me a little bit, but I went along with it. I was supportive because I thought that's what she liked. As Morgan became more obsessed with Slenderman, Peyton started to distance herself from Morgan because she knew that Slenderman wasn't real, and she started to feel uncomfortable with her. She had also thought about ending her friendship with Morgan. Anissa and Morden began getting really close since they both lived in the same apartment complex and were both in sixth grade. Anissa had the same mutual love for, Sun- for Slenderman that Morden also had. Peyton didn't like Anissa because she said that, I didn't like Anissa at all. I just hung out with her because I knew that Morden really loved her as a friend, but she was always cruel to me. I feel like she was jealous that Morden was friends with me. When Peyton decided to pull away from the friendship, Morden was guilting her into staying in their friendship. Morden and Anissa had the belief that Slenderman was talking to them telepathically and that he had lived in this abandoned mansion, which is a four or five hour drive from their hometown. They hoped that by murdering Peyton, that it would prove that Slenderman is real and they would become his proxies. If they failed to kill Peyton, that he would instead hurt them. Anissa had said herself that I believed if I didn't go through with the plan, Slenderman would attack, 
would come and attack and kill myself, my friends, and my family, those I care about most. Both Anissa and Morgan had three plans for killing Peyton, but had seven setbacks while the plan was happening and made them realize that to improvise. On Morgan's birthday, May 30th, 2014, the three of them gathered to celebrate her 12th birthday. They went to a roller skating rink and got frozen yogurt, then afterwards had a sleepover where Morgan and Anissa had planned to murder Peyton. The plan was to duct tape Peyton's mouth shut while she was sleeping and stab her in the neck. But they were too tired after the party, so they didn't do the plan. The next morning, when they were playing again, Peyton dressed up in a pink dress, and they came up with another plan. They decided to take Peyton to the park, into the bathroom stall, and kill her, and so they would be able to wash away her blood. They were lucky, well, lucky, to go to the park unsupervised, since normally they weren't allowed to go without Morgan's mother. Before they left, Anissa grabbed a kitchen knife, but both later would deny taking the knife and blame it on each other. When the trio got to the bathroom, they backed out since they got too nervous. They planned to murder her in the New Rye Woods, telling Peyton they were gonna go bird watching and play hide and seek. Anissa said about the plan, Morgan and I were gonna be like lionesses chasing down a zebra. I was going to tackle her and then Morgan was gonna do the stabbing. Anissa had Peyton lie on the ground to cover herself with sticks and leaves as part of their hide and seek game. Then she walked a few feet away, shouted now, and Morgan jumped onto Peyton, pinning her to the ground. Anissa was egging Morgan on while it was happening. Peyton was stabbed 19 times. The stab wounds on her arms, legs, and torso. The weapon was a five-inch blade. Five inch? It's like, how big? Like, this phone maybe? Yeah. Jeez. That's pretty long. <laughs> Have you seen the knives that they use in horror movies? Yeah, those, those are, are like the huge. butcher those are, yeah. those are like kitchen knives. Yeah. Well, that is well, a kitchen knife. knife. But that's... But like, more like, sure when I hear like five-inch blade, I think of like a butter knife. Yeah. Yeah. But they probably it wouldn't... Like, it's not, it's but not like, that's knife, what I like think of. I mean, I like think... small. Yeah, I don't think of like the actual like I think long, they like, had to be like small enough for them to hide it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I'm Peyton definitely would have noticed I'm carrying around a knife and been like, um... Oh, like, why do you have a knife? Wait. Are you going to play a game? I wonder what they yes. did with the knife afterwards. Well, it was, it was evident. Down, right? So they probably just like, I, left it there. And were no, like, okay, bye. I think it was or in. It I think it was in one of their backpacks. Because oh. it was it was evidence later. Why okay. would you keep the murder weapon in? And they bag? had blood all over their clothes. Yeah, I don't know. They just didn't really so think this through, huh? Nope. I mean, they did it on like. Not really a whim, but I guess it was a whim because it. Yeah, they, they said they had to plan. improvise, so they like yeah changed a lot. Peyton luckily remembered nothing about the moment, and after the stabbing, Peyton was still alive but barely. Morgan and Ace started stared at Peyton bleeding, telling her to lie still and be quiet so that she wouldn't lose blood fast and they would go get help. But they were lying to her. The last words that Peyton said to Morgan were, "I trusted you and I hate you." Peyton still had some strength left and used the trees to support her. She then collapsed on a patch of grass and opening to the forest. Then around 10 a.m., a bicyclist found her, found her at the end of the Big Bend Road and called 911 to help. They did see the stab wounds all over her arms, leg, and torso. Officer Dan Clean was the first to respond, and when he got there, he said, she wasn't moving a lot. As I approached her, I said, hi, I'm Officer Dan. Are you okay? 
Why do you ask if someone's okay? No, like, I'm you bleeding. Get a report. She's bleeding out. I'm, she has 19 stab yeah, wounds. I'm just casually bleeding out. I'm sorry. No, I'm okay. I, I could use a band aid, though. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, I'll be fine. Just. Peyton responded by saying, no. Obviously. No. <laughs> Who would respond, yes? I'm okay. As Officer Dan got closer, he said, I started to see a little more blood, and as I got closer, I saw more blood. Well, what did you think you were gonna see? It's you got freaking stabbed. Oh, blood. maybe he didn't like notice at first that like she was bleeding. He just like thought like maybe she's hurt. Peyton told them that Morgan Geyser had attacked her, and another girl did too. Peyton was rushed to the hospital and went to surgery to treat her critical injuries. The cuts on her arms and legs weren't that deep, and two knife wounds on her torso punctured major organs. One sliced through her diaphragm, hitting her liver and stomach, and the second one went through her heart, missing a major or artery by a millimeter. Peyton was in surgery for six hours, and her recovery was good because she was released from the hospital Saturday, June 7th, a week later. When detectives went to speak with Morgan, Morgan's mother, they said that they have not returned home and she told them who the other girl was. Detectives went to search for them and the girls walked five hours to where Slenderman's supposedly home is, where they were supposed to take shelter after the stabbing. They found the girls sitting on the side of a freeway. The detectives said they were calm and covered in stains. The girls were questioned separately. Both of them admitted to, try, to trying to kill Peyton, but were blaming each other on who did the stabbing. Anissa confessed that Morgan was the one who told, told them that we have to kill Bella. Bella was Peyton's nickname. It was never said why, so... It's kind of weird, I guess. Anissa also told investigators everything about what she learned about Slenderman and said, I actually thought he was real because I saw him. We were like talking on the bus. I look out the window and I see this thing with, with, this, with tendrils and they're gone like that. What Morgan told investigators was that Anissa told me we had to because she said that he'd kill our families, a man. I didn't know him, but Anissa knew him. I didn't really understand what we were doing, but I really didn't want to make Anissa mad. Investigators searched Morgan's room and locker and found evidence that shows that that she was most likely the one who planned this all along. Her notebooks were filled with drawings of Slenderman. She also had mutilated her dolls with their hands and legs being cut off. Her search history had some questionable things related to murder. Morgan had ironically emailed Anissa to wipe her browser history, which is pretty funny, I guess. Since she didn't wipe hers. Yeah. <laughs> Some feel like, don't forget. Oh wait, I forgot. Both of them were charged with attempted first-degree intentional homicide. They were charged as adults instead of minors and could be facing up to 60 years in prison. August 2014, Anissa took a last-minute plea bargain admitted to a lesser charge of attempted second-degree intentional homicide, and instead the jury considered her claims of insanity so that she would not have been found guilty and she would be sent to a mental institution instead of a prison. 2017, Anissa was sentenced to 25 years in the Winnebago Mental Health Institution. Morgan was cut a deal, pleading guilty to, um, 
to attempted first-degree intentional homicide and was also not found guilty by ways of insanity. Morgan was sentenced to 40 years in an institution. Morgan was also diagnosed with early-on schizophrenia and psychotic spectrum disorder, which is, which is very rare at her age. But her father also had schizophrenia, which makes her predisposed to, dis, to delusions. So, so this one was recently, so March 2021, Anissa had petitioned the courts for her release, stating that she had completed every treatment available for her at the mental institute. Uh, they were unable to prove that she was still dangerous. On July 1st, 2021, the judge had ordered her release after three and a half years. There will be another hearing. So the hearing was already already happened, and it happened September 10th, 2021. And, she, and if she is released, officials will monitor her until she's 37 years old. Peyton has had a long road of recovery, and she apparently sleeps with a pair of broken scissors under her pillow. She has had a hard Why time broken? building. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't That's not gonna cut you on accident. I don't it's think weird. she like moves it a lot. Maybe she just keeps it there and looks at it. Probably. Oh, I guess because she was like a child during this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably just like a safety thing. Why not okay. just use like a blade? Like Lock a the knife. door. Well, the the blade was what she was stabbed with. So I mean, yeah, that trauma. Yeah. yeah. She, she has had a hard time building trust over the years. Pain has gone from a victim to a survivor, too. Thank you for joining us today on Where They Lie. Make sure to join us on next week's episode. We will be covering the Casey Anthony case.